This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a weekly audio show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and I'll be here each and every Monday with ITFC aficionado David Diamond for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour of football conversation. So make your Monday a blue Monday. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ben. It's um, echoey Dave again this week, isn't it? Uh, You're on Skype, but I suppose the first thing we should address, listeners, can you hear us okay? (laughs) Because I I need to hold my hands up here. I made a, a little bit of a fudge of technical the, technical production error it, it, well do you want to know exactly what happened i was about yeah. to i was about to hit go on yeah. you know to bounce the pod down after we recorded it last week having said that just quickly ben not interrupting you were preoccupied with a leak though weren't you if you remember rightly oh no this was the other end when i was back in london so i haven't even got oh, that excuse oh. yeah no, it's no excuse no excuse at all so i hit go for it to bounce and it come up and it said 64 minutes and i just questioned myself and i'm like oh have i messed up is that too long too short um i stopped it going and then the thing crashed so I loaded it back up and I hadn't saved the volume settings and they were obviously too low. So thank you to um, the people who, who let us know on Twitter. That is appreciated. And I'm very sorry that um, I think we had some people straining their ears and turning their um, iPhones up to full to even hear us last time. I think you're right because usually you're quite pedantic about sound. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's 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 not like me, but I (laughs) fucked up. There you go. It was my fault. Fair play, fair play. And just getting back to it, what was the upshot of the leak? Where you just closed the door and left it? (laughs) That's exactly what I've done. (laughs) Turned the boiler off and just left it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back for the forest game on on Saturday. So. I'll, oh, yes. I'll see if my, my property is under seven feet of water. Because um, that's Saturday evening, isn't it? It's a 5.30 game. That it one, is, isn't it? it? We're going to yeah. get to that yeah. at the end of the... End yeah, of, yeah, we will. Sorry. You can tell it's International Week, isn't it? That we've done two sure. and a half minutes of complete... Of rubbish. Rubbish so far. Dave, Christoph Berra played in the Battle of Britain. Um, did you watch? 
I did watch, yeah. How, how, did, he, how did he get on? I, do you know what? He did okay. His fellow centre-half, Grant Handley, I thought had an absolute mare. He was at fault, at least. for. He's a bit unlucky with the first one, a bit impeded, but I thought he was certainly at fault for the um, for the second and the third goals. And Berra, yeah, Berra did okay. He had a bit of a um, early doors. He had a bit of a dust-up with uh, Raheem Sterling, which was quite funny. There was a bit of a mismatch there, certainly height and size-wise. <laughs> and pace-wise. Uh, well, yeah, okay, and pace-wise. But yeah, I, I thought he did okay. He won his fair share ahead. Of, looked very comfortable with the ball at his feet, pumping long balls down the line. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but no, I thought, to be honestly, I thought Berra did okay. And, and honestly, just a little bit about the game. Scotland, for God's sake, if they had taken their chances... That would have been a well, obviously, completely different. Taking a chance, completely different result. But yeah, that could have been a lot closer. Certainly, I thought three nil flattered England. I mean, Scotland just didn't have anything. Um, you said nothing up front, really. But nice three nil flat, flattered England. Nice Great. to see an Ipswich Town play in like the biggest televised game of the oh, weekend, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic because he's been missing out for. Um, uh, Russell Martin's been playing, but I don't think Russell Martin's been turning out regular for Norwich. So. Um, I think recently they've been going with Martin and um, I don't know if he's injured the Brighton centre half. Is it Gordon Greer? Greer, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, he, he did okay. Berra, I thought certainly wasn't uh, wasn't <laughs> wasn't embarrassed at all, like some there. But no, he, he did all right. I thought he did. Um, someone sent us a lovely stat. Christoph Berra has made the most interceptions or headed clearances out of any defender in the um, in the championship. Champ- doesn't surprise me. Um, no. Dave, Aaron Cresswell was called up for England. How long have you been predicting that for? Uh, a long time, but it was a bit of a hollow one. He, he, was, he didn't even make the match day 23. But it's a good, um, oh, yeah, a good it's little progression for him. It, it, was, it was an odd one, really. He was called up for Danny Drinkwater. I mean, this is clearly he was never going to get in the, uh, in the match day squad. When you look at it, he was called up for Danny, Danny Drinkwater dropped out. I think they called him up and they also called up, not to replace Danny Drinkwater, I think they called up the Sunderland keeper, that Jordan Pickford as well, got a late call up as well. So it's good, good, sort good of a little, little kind of promotion for him. So. I, think I, I think so. He's, 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 uh, he's certainly good enough. Although, ironically, Rose, I thought, played quite well the other night. Danny Rose had a Spurs... Um, the Spurs left back, but I'd certainly put Cresswell on a par with um, the other uh, Bertrand. Bertrand, who I think is also, I think he, he, I think he was injured. He dropped out of the squad um, earlier on. I think okay. I'd certainly put Cresswell on a par with those two. Yeah, great, good signing. Um, I think Ian uh, lofted on drive brought this up. Um, I think he asked the question whether there was any um, anything due to town as a result of an international call-up. Oh, and, is there? <laughs> and true to form, no. Oh. <laughs> we got something for Darren Bent, didn't we? You might be right, blimey, that was some time ago. Yeah, I think you might be right there, yeah. It was great excitement at the time that we were proper skinned then, weren't we? I think you're <laughs> right. I believe, I believe we did, but um, over the years, we all know about Ipswich Town and sell-ons, don't we, Daly and Atkinson? <laughs> um, similar thing, Dave. Um, and similar, with, yeah. Similar thing with Jonas Knudsen. He got a call for yeah. Denmark, but he mm. didn't make their squad. He has been capped before, though, hasn't he? I think he's got a couple, hasn't he? I believe. I certainly think so. No doubt, someone will jump all over that one. But I believe he. I believe he has. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So a couple of other bit of internationaling. Um, David McGoldrick he, played twelve minutes for yeah. Ireland. The, the last twelve minutes, not the first twelve minutes. You'll be pleased to hear. Good win. Um, in a nil-one win yeah. at Austria, and Tom Lawrence. Um, now I don't know exactly what position he played. I, I all I know is he, he came up, in he for. Up. 
he played up front. He came on for um, Robson Carno about so 20 minutes 20 ago. 20 minutes, done, yeah. Did you see any yeah, of it? Yeah, done really well. Yeah, watched it. Done really well. Yeah, they, they got caught. Well, he was on. I mean, last five minutes, they got caught by... The Welsh got caught by a bit of a sucker punch by Serbia. But, yeah, he did well. And even the commentary said, he, you know, he did well and contributed. He got on the ball. He played up. He looked like he played... He played up with... Um, I think Vokes was still on. I believe Vokes stayed. Yeah, Vokes was still on. And they, they pitched him sort of up front, which where Robson Carno was playing. That was sort of like for like, really. And he was sort of playing all along all across the front line. And yeah, he did well. He's quick and, you know, pace coming on with 20 minutes to go. He, uh, yeah, he, he, he did he did do well. Um, fortunately, Williams didn't get on, which was good news for us, I guess. <laughs> so he was a, he was an unused sub. But, but that's great yeah. for, you know, to have sort of three or four players. Um, oh, fantastic. Cross has been a long time, hasn't it? It really has. It's been such a long time. Um, Albeit we don't own two of them, but there you go. Well, OK, yeah. yeah. No, it was, uh, that was good. And going back to the Ireland game, Dave, um, mm-hmm. former Ipswich Town manager Roy Keane ripped into <laughs> Everton about their training and injury record. Is this once great player now just a cartoon parody of himself or can we ever take him seriously as a great uh, football figure like he once was? Well, I don't know. I mean, he was a great... There's no denying he was a great, great footballer. And to be honest, Ben, I don't mind him as a, as a punter. You know, he, he says it as it is, but... Sometimes he just talks out of his ass, don't he? Honestly, I mean that was just bloody ridiculous, wasn't it? It's but just I a, think, it's just a big know, act, he, isn't it? No, it is. He does it for effect. I'm sure he does. He, the more and more I think he piles it on, the more you know. And, and certainly, you know, reporters, yeah, you know, the reporters or the yeah, the reporters there in the new in the press conference, or or perhaps just see how push him how far, you know, and just see how far as he he can, you know, they can push him really. I remember um, that Dave Allard in a book. I think I might mention that book last year. That Dave Allard and Neil Manning bought out a book, didn't they? About um, yeah, their time with the East Anglian Evening Star reporting on town, you know, town matches over the years. And Dave Allard did a bit on Roy Keane and Roy Keane's press, press conference. And, yeah, he certainly said how, how far he pushed Keane in one particular press conference. And he said he could see Keane absolutely losing it. <laughs> yeah, the, eye, the eyes went and, yeah, he was absolutely on the edge, you know. I just find it a little bit of a shame because I, yeah, I remember I, so. I remember seeing him play for. Um, Great. For, player, I remember seeing him play for Man U when yeah. the day we got relegated, and I know like the word imperious is overused. He was brilliant. He was no, ab- gotcha. absolutely yeah. brilliant player. Um, speaking of cartoon parodies, Dave, we have a new <laughs> new manager. Um, time. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has been replaced <laughs> at QPR. Yes. By Ian Holloway. I mean, I had to. I mean, oh about time. God. We, 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 we've missed that. I mean, okay, we got Warnock back a few weeks ago, and we had a little bit of chuckle about that. But since, uh, since you know, Mr. Evans went, the new romantic and the ball bag's gone up to the Premier League, it's, it's, it's been a bit boring, the championship manager-wise, hasn't it? But this will uh, bring some fun and games back, I think. Um, Dave, I'm going to take you through his managerial record. <laughs> And this is just crash TV, honestly. So Bristol Rovers lost in the yeah. playoffs. QPR, he got them relegated. Then two years later, he got them promoted. Yeah. And then he yeah, left he them did, 21st. Yeah. Uh, went to Plymouth and resigned to go to Leicester. Got Leicester relegated. Then went to Blackpool and got them promoted and then relegated. Um, he then got Palace promoted and walked out after eight games. He then went to- he then went to Millwall and he left them second bottom and they were later relegated. So he's either going to get promoted, relegated or resign. He's not going to be dull, is it? He, um, <laughs> he, got suspe- he got suspended from QPR, didn't he? That was what happened because apparently he was about to walk into the Leicester job 
Um, QPR suspended him, and then he didn't get a Leicester job. They suspended him, and obviously, obviously he left. But he's always good for a quote. I've got some quotes. So you, I mean, do, do you want, I've got a couple of quotes from. Yeah, him. let's do it. Great. No, it's number, coming in at number three, every dog has his day, and today is Wolf Day. I just, I just want to bark. <laughs> that okay. was QPR. That so can QPR. I just, just can I just point out that this is a, a man in an executive high power <laughs> position at a a company big enough that they could probably be on the you know on the stock stock market. Yeah, stock, can, stock market. He's awesome. Carry on, Dave. Uh, number two, dream on! Exclamation mark. If they want to insult me by offering three and a half million and then get it all over the paper and try to upset me, well, sorry, they're barking up the wrong tree, messing with the wrong dog, and I'll come and bite them. <laughs> that was their um, that was um, bids for Blackpool when he was at Blackpool for Charlie Adam and the best one I'm sorry the best one has got to be this and it's the, the famous one this is after a could have been a blouse I don't know who it would have been this is after an ugly win at Chesterfield maybe Bristol Rovers I don't know maybe a while back to put it in gentlemen's terms if you've been out for a night and you're looking for a young lady and you pull one some weeks they're good looking some weeks they're not the best some weeks they're not the best our performance today would have been not the best looking, not the best looking bird, but at least we got her in a taxi. <laughs> she wasn't the best looking lady we ended up taking home, but she's very pleasant and really nice. So thank very much. Let's have coffee. <laughs> what? what uh, this is complete buffoonery. Who's, who's a bigger buffoon out of Owen Coyle and Ian Holloway? <laughs> I don't know. Coyle doesn't come out with... Coyle doesn't come out with quotes like that, does No, so, I think uh, I think the difference is Holloway appears to be more in on the joke than than yeah. Coyle is. No, absolutely. He is he is a character. Uh, up, I, up or I, down up or down with Holloway QPR, Dave? QPR, Are they going upwards or downwards? I, I think I said I said last week when we spoke about Van Hasselbank, I, I see them uh, I see them middling QPR. I see them sort of fairly sort of levelling out to roughly where they are. So what's that about? Just below us, aren't they? Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they'll go down. And again, any new manager, no matter who it is, even Holloway, always gives. gives I tell you what, he's delivered us some right spankings the last few times we played against his teams. Was he? um, Was he at Blackpool when we lost six 0 Was he there? He must have been. I think. And his first Crystal Palace game was five 0 against us, and he beat us for Millwall on his first game as well. I'm pretty sure about that. He did Millwall. He did. Yeah, he certainly did. I didn't realise that Palace game was him as well. That's his first game. Yeah. Christ almighty. Certainly, I know the Blackpool one was. Um, so, interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I, I see him. They'll, they'll have a lift for a few games, QPR. Or, you know, well, and they're coming QPR down here in two games, aren't they? Well, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, we look, look, forward, to, uh, look forward to seeing him. Yeah. But, um, you wouldn't want him managing your club, though, would you? Nah, probably not. But yeah. it'd, be, it'd be funny, but yeah, probably um, not. Dave, this in from... Justin Grimwood, you'd probably know about this. Um, he's got a screenshot of a Russell Osman um, Facebook post. Um, Russell Osman says, really sorry to hear that our old groundsman, Winston Wiggy Chapman, has died oh, a few yeah. days ago. Yeah. In those days, we had the best pitch in the country, uh, bar none, at Portman Road, and Wiggy and Stan were both fantastic people. When I used to arrive at the ground for training in the mornings at around 9am, I knew exactly where to find Stan, Wiggy, Kevin Beatty, Alan Hunter, and a cup of tea 
in the groundsman's hut every morning. Same time, yeah. cup of tea, fag in the newspapers. Stan and Wiggy, always as friendly to an apprentice as they were to senior players of the chairman. They were as important to the success of ITFC in the 60s, 70s, 80s as any yeah. player, coach or manager. They're an important part of the ITFC family. Sorry, Wiggy, I will not be able to say goodbye properly. But thinking of you will always make me smile. Thanks for your friendship all those years back. It was appreciated. So that's Winston Wiggy Chapman, Dave. Winston Chapman, yeah, he was the other guy he's talking about was Stanley Stan Prendergast, who was the original groundsman. And I think that Winston that Wiggy was his sort of like apprentice. And I think he was like head groundsman from like yeah, the glory literally mid seventies through to I think mid nineties actually. Yeah, so yeah. And I, will the club do anything yeah. for that? I don't know. I guess. I guess whether it be a memorial or not. I, I, I heard Kevin Beatty on um, yeah the Mark Murphy likes a pitch yesterday say that yeah you know it, it would be surprised there'd be a few ex players or yeah ex players getting along to the funeral. So yeah, a bit of a uh, bit of a town stalwart there. But and Beatty said the same that you know they used to meet up for when, when they, him and Alan Hunter used to get in for training first thing they would be in the, in their hut a cup of tea and a fag and sometimes <laughs> Charlie Woods or Cyril Lee you know the ex coach trainer used to come to come and ditch him out of there to get get on the training pitch, which obviously then was behind the um, behind the old Portman stand, not at Playford Road. <laughs> classic stuff, classic stuff. Dave, Adam Webster has strained yeah. his left groin and will definitely miss Forrest and possibly yeah. QPR. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if he was going to do it, um, he, I think he did it towards the end of the Sheffield Wednesday game last week. So if he's going to do it, at least he's got a two-week break. Yes, they, actually, they said, can they I just... Said, but in quickly, Dave, um, Daryl on Twitter says um, a week and a half of that is international break. Not terrible news. No, no, it's not. No. Um, and I assume that I don't know, it's hard to assume, but if, if injuries permitting, it will just revert to your favourite Josh Emmanuel coming in right back with Chambers just moving across to centre back with Berry, yeah? Dave, perfect segue here. Josh Emmanuel has signed a new contract, potentially keeping him at the club until 2019. Um, What do you read into this? What do I read into it? Yeah, in terms of how he's going to be used. And if I may, I think that's a lovely big vote of confidence for him. That says you're going to be the right back. Oh, absolutely does. I think it's through through 2019 with an option for another, you know, for another season. So through, through 2018 with an option to 2019. Oh right, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, very good. No, great. Um, you know, we like him. You, you, you know, when he's played, certainly this season, or twice he's played. I said against Brighton, I thought he did really well up against, um, yeah, up against Knockout, who we, we all know is dangerous. Um, yeah, promising play. You got, you know, you got to get these players, these young players. You got to get them on, you know. And at get, a time, Dave, when, um, when the, uh, the the goodwill towards the team is is lower, you know that putting mm. a guy in like that, the you know the whole crowd will be well behind well, him, won't they? Absolutely, and I think it's no, it's, it's also perhaps for them not to perhaps season. Well, obviously the seasons are coming signing for two or three seasons, but you know I don't think there's any great secret that this is likely to be looks likely to be Berra's last season down here. So um, yeah, that's another you know that's another option, isn't it? Cool. Um, Dave, friend of the show and friend of Terry Venables, um, Sam Willingale, <laughs> as, yeah. as, as he will be referred to from now, um, in with a question here for you. Um, with best fit and pits to come back, do we still need a centre forward in January window and uh, who? Well, I see they've just been linked. Did you see this? Um, 
over the last day or two, they've been linked with Arturo Lupoli, the ex-Arsenal and Derby striker, okay. who's now somewhere in Italy, but again, linked. I think we were, again, this could be another lazy bit, of, not not on DWTD's part, but we have reported this, I think this, um, I think we're linked to in Brighton, I think maybe Reading as well. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good point, I don't know, you know, it, it looks quite promising at, at the moment with, uh, <laughs> if you say fit, with McGoldrick and Sears up front, doesn't it? And with um, you know, with Best there on the bench and also Pittman to come back, perhaps that neg- you know, if it all continues to pan out well, perhaps that does negate the need for a, another striker in January. It'd be lovely, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Pittman had, I think, when Pittman went out injured, yeah, they originally said eleven weeks. So I guess that takes him through all, almost up to the New Year, doesn't it? Or Christmas? I'm not quite sure. I think there's plenty of good strikers there you 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 know um Pittman if you if you're playing for 10 games he'll score four or five goals don't you absolutely it's just obviously when when's he going to be fit because originally like I said it was 11 weeks so I haven't no one's really mentioned uh, certainly Meg on his press conference or anything when he's talking about the injuries has just said oh you know Luke Himes out long term and Pitts is out long term haven't really mentioned when he's likely to be fit so that'll be interesting in itself because certainly I'm not quite sure the game's how many games we've got, for instance, over the Christmas period, but they're usually a few over there and you pick up a couple of injuries and you're down the bare bones again, aren't you? I think it's um, it's long-term signings they need if there's going to be one in January. Yeah, 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 I agree. And, and also, maybe you've got an option. I'd say last night, all right, for the last 20 minutes, and I suppose, yeah, international football, a bit different to the championship, but, you know, Lawrence looked quite good when he was playing up last night, so, you know, maybe there's another option. Right, what we're going to do, being it's international um, weekend and uh, there's no match... By the way, sorry, Ben, sorry, Ben, by the way, did, I made a note of this, sorry, I missed that minute so early, did you not do a bit of moonlighting in I the did, last Yeah, week, I did, actually. Um, I So someone <laughs> approached uh, me on Twitter, um, it was the uh, EPL Index, which is... Uh, championship podcast. They wanted someone to talk about Ipswich Town, and they couldn't find anybody, so they asked me. Uh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, check that out. It was the EPL index. I, I posted the posted link. What was very interesting, actually, they had a um, a Sheffield Wednesday um, fan on there also, oh, yeah. um, and obviously it was just after the Sheffield Wednesday game. It's always interesting to hear it from another set of fans but yeah. they normally have all the same reservations and moans and whinges that <laughs> you do you know so. what, what, what was his take did you, did you get his take on us then or not um, well they just come from it from a totally different point of view I don't want to say spoil but you know their their take on it is we've spent all these millions we should get promoted do you know what I mean it's a completely <laughs> completely different take when you've you know yeah, yeah that's sort of weird isn't it <laughs> That'd be a weird feeling, wouldn't it? But, it's, but you can see, one one of the guys on there was yeah. a Newcastle fan and he was just talking about, oh, um, oh, how will our team do next year in the Premier League? Uh, one of them was yeah. a Fulham yeah. fan, a very happy Fulham fan, actually, as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's football, really, yeah. really uh, pleased with I'll get on, I'll, I was going to get on to them. I, yeah, they're, um, they're rapidly becoming my outsiders, I think. Yeah, they look yeah. quite good. They're really, really good against Brentford the other week. Really good. But yeah, check no, quite check like that it. out. The EPL index. Um, oh, cool. Maybe I'll I'll get asked back. I think I did. I think I did okay. So, but um, no, you did. You're your usual. I, I did hear some of it, and you were your usual punchy self. The others, who I thought were a bit sort of fairly mundane, but you're your, your normal um, 
effusive self <laughs> thank you very much Dave um, <laughs> right where were we um, yeah so what we're going to do we're going to go Sorry. over uh, the season so far we are 16 games in which is like one third of the way there so it's kind of a good time to do it um, so I've got all the um, all the 16 results um, up Dave I'm going <laughs> to set you up and we'll 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 go through um we'll go through how we felt and you know do a little do a little recap of everything so opening day and it was 4-2 at home to Barnsley all my notes just say Grant Ward <laughs> I don't think you need to say much more than that a really good game really great I thought hang on if this sets a tone for the season this is going to be an enjoyable it didn't one. know um, did it sadly not 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 quite as it turned out but what a great start. I mean, and I think yeah, it was. It was nil-nil at half-time and just did not see any of that coming. I think he scored with his first touch. Um, he scored with his first touch, I think, in the second in the second half. No, did he not? Am I thinking, did he come on a sub? Yeah, he going, came on as a sub at half-time. It was mental. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, well, of course he did. Scored with his first touch and then <laughs> within about half an hour, he had three. It was, it was quite bizarre. Like I said, you know... Um, with the guys around me who I sit with, so Christ, if this is, season's going to be like this, this is going to be an enjoyable one. Yes, but, yeah. but um, <laughs> our hopes were brought down to earth. On the Tuesday following, um, it was Stevenage at home in the oh, yeah. in the EFL Cup. So, Dave, talk a little bit about the the, the merits of changing the whole team after you've had a, a nice start. Oh, I don't yeah, whatever, Ben. Stevenage at home in that cup, we still should have, no matter what team, well, within reason, we still should have had enough of that. I mean, we went to that, didn't we? Me, you, and um, friend of the show, Guy, Guy Club, friend of the show. And I think, um, in the second half, when we counting the seagulls on top of the, um, the Green King stand, yeah, I think, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, it was crap, wasn't it? It, yeah. was, uh, it was just one of those games. And to, and to just basically put the tin lid on it, McGoldrick comes on at half time, turns his angle within two minutes, and he's out for, what? We've just got back, so he's out for what ten weeks, wasn't it? It was indeed. I mean, that just that, so there's a case. There's a case in itself, you know. Should you, you know, were you right to go with? I, I don't know. Some people have said, well, hang on, you've got all these players on the bench. Why not throw them on from the start? And if you're two nil up, then do this. You know, do it the other way round, which in hindsight may be for some continuity. But yeah, no, that was poor, and that that really sort of brought us to down to earth a bit of a bump really didn't it did it? and then we went to Brentford on the Saturday oh, it was a 2-0 yeah. defeat and I've got in my notes Dave I've got Webster um, sink or swim here so talk a bit about that Brentford game yeah I think those early start, the early games Webster was sort of a bit in and out feeling his he? way wasn't he? Wasn't yeah he lost his I think he, I think we, we said at the time he lost that Egan twice at set pieces I think they are both corners weren't they mm-hmm. certainly or certainly one, one set one free kick one corner um, and he was, he was, he certainly was struggling early, um, you know, early doors. And I, I remember listening, I didn't go to that game, I remember listening to the first half of that game. We seemed well on top, you know, we passed the ball around quite nicely, seemed well, well in control, conceded one. And again, like us, I think we conceded the other reasonably quickly. And, um, you know, that, that really was a disappointing result, that one, um, considering, you know, last couple of seasons we've done quite well there. Went straight off to Wolves on the Tuesday. At this point... Um, Zenga was actually, you know, doing quite doing quite well for you know they're all <laughs> two games yeah, in. all doing quite yeah. high. Um, yeah, we had the the Bart penalty save and the and again well, Webster really but, you know got done. I forget who it was. He did for the penalty, didn't he? And then that was the, the odd that, disallowed that was goal. The, yeah, that was a 
stupid disallowed goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Murphy heading in from the corner. Yeah, no, and, and, but again, you know, coming away from that after the after the result of Brent Brentford and like you said, Wolves, I think maybe one one drawn one to open up the season. Um, you know, on the face of it, back then it wasn't necessarily a bad result. A bit disappointed about the disallowed goal, but you know, on that basis, not a bad result. But. And from then, um, we go to the local derby um, yeah. versus Norwich. Always a big game on, on the TV. Um, I think we were quite pleased after this one, weren't we? Very good. I think that's the best, I think that's the best performance we've had against Norwich, even including maybe even the playoff um, home game where we drew a couple of seasons ago. I thought, yeah, we probably were the more likely winners. And again... Um, all right, very, very marginal at the time, but Douglas had a perfectly good goal disallowed, as it turns out. But um, I remember saying at the no, time, we were, Dave, we could forgive the referee and the linesman that one, but not so, not so much so the tight. Wolves one. No, exactly. Yeah. No, it's very tight. Um, and Norwich really didn't impress me at all. You know, um, obviously after that they went on a really good. Yeah, run, they went on but, a nice uh, run until that Newcastle game, didn't they? Yeah, crikey. Yeah, it was. Um, no, it was good. It was good to compete with them, and um, yeah, you know that game overall, we probably had the best of it. I think. And yeah, for once. At this point, you're kind of looking at it: win, loss, draw, draw, yeah. and you're thinking yeah. you can build on that. Um, then we go yeah. to a home game against Preston, but the result is kind of immaterial here because this was the game where Daryl Murphy put in his transfer request and was uh, um, left out of it'd the gone, squad. We did get the win though, yeah, one nil right. with a with a Ward goal, we but did, the game I, was kind of. Grunt- Overblown yeah, by that, wasn't over, it? Over, yeah, it was overshadowed, particularly as um, I thought. I said at the time, I thought Murphy was magnificent against Norwich. I thought that's the best, aside from you know some of the games and some of the you know some of the goals he scored in some of the games a couple of seasons ago. I thought that was the best all-round performance I saw. I've seen from Murphy. He was brilliant that day. He was up on his own against the two centre halves. So I just he dominated it. Didn't he? Brilliant he was. Um, the the, yeah. the next um, segment really is not a game. It's it's transfer deadline day because this is kind of as important a day as there will will be this season, isn't it? And so Murphy is sold to Newcastle for three million. All us Bellens are sat on Twitter all day waiting for yeah. waiting for some three million pound sign in. Um and it yeah. never came. Um Best is um signed on a um free transfer, we think till the end of the season and Johnny Williams comes back on loan yeah there was a general sense of kind of disappointment wasn't there yeah there was and I think I said at the time you know perhaps that Johnny Williams signing was one because he's definitely signed him and he obviously wasn't fit again a bit like McGoldrick he's only just got fit that was one to appease the fans a bit you know strange one very strange right up to the last minute we were linked with that um who turns out he's having a good season at Birmingham Lukas Djokovic um, Washington day from um uh, QPR. Yeah, QP, yeah, who's, who's really hasn't done much. Any, you know, whether he's gone anywhere, I can't recall. I don't think he has. No, I think he was. I think he was at QPR. I think I saw him in the televised game the other week against Brentford. Um, so yeah, but a bit of a yeah, the usual. You, you know, you built up, and uh, okay, is that it? And the yeah. narrative we were peddling on the pod is okay. The playoff team with you know Anderson's not there, Mings is not there. Tab is not there. Murphy's not there. Yeah. We're kind of saying, Anderson, Mick, yeah. team number one, you know, that's gone. Yeah. And we're now yeah. starting to build 
to uh, to a new team, which we'll get to we'll get to probably at the end of the sixteen games, I think. Um, then we went off to uh, Reading, the game of penalties, Dave. Yeah, jeez, yeah, yeah. How disappointing was that? You know, at the time when we were laughing, well, you were there, weren't we? I was watching that. I was watching that. I was on Sky, and um, you know, Reading were playing this expansive <laughs> yap stand possession game, and we should have won that game. How we lost? Well, I do know how we lost. It was just silliness at the end. But we got back to um, got back to one one. Good, good, good break. Good penalty from Pittman, and then about twenty minutes ago, Smith misses a real guilt edge one, doesn't he? He's really what five yards out, and he's usually quite good from there. And, and you could almost see it coming. I mean, this was the one that the, the corner right at the end, deep in the time added on, where they're going to take the corner. The ref Big stops and lectures, lectures, does he? Lecture to both, both four, you know, both sets of players. You know, I'm not going to tolerate any pushing and pulling in the um, in the penalty area for set pieces. And then, oh bloody hell, Nudson as a man. Is he? Is it Williams? I can't remember. Is it Williams? It was, he pulls uh, out a or? Dutch Dutch guy. I can't remember his name. Oh Van, yeah, yeah, the winger. It was, yeah, yeah, the winger who, who was really sharp first half. Yeah, that was a real kick in the teeth, that one. Yes, um, and then, as Mick tends to do when all is looking bad, we've sold the um, centre-forward. We go to Derby, who are on a terrible run um, under Pearson, and we get a kind of smash-and-grab win there, Dave. Yeah, it was. I think uh, Luke Varney, I believe that was almost our only shot on target, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, when Derby was struggling, we took, we, you know... We really took advantage. Really took advantage of that. Um, I, I remember also a really big goal scramble, virtually the last kick of the game, which somehow didn't go in for sitting on the ball, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which didn't go in for one month. So yeah, great, great result. And again, Derby, a bit like Sheffield Wednesday. I think we've got a really good record. There. Yeah, keep really winning one nil there, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Dave, we go on to the Villa game, and I've got start of the goal drought here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it probably started a little bit. All right, we got the one against um, Derby. It started a little bit before then. Um, very unlucky, that game. My God, last 10 minutes, we absolutely battered and hit the post twice, did we? Keeper made a fantastic save from Sears. Um, yeah, we, again, we sh- game we could have won. A bit like the Reading game. All right, we got a point, but that certainly has two points lost that game because we really, really could have won that one. Um, going to the next game, looking back on this, this was kind of the start of Leeds improving wasn't it losing there because yeah, they've was. been yeah. they've been really good since then haven't they they certainly have they're the form side mate I've, I've done a bit a little bit of a um, a championship review of other teams I'll tell you in a minute um, yeah it was yeah Wood scored then he 1-0 again I don't think I think we um, I spoke to my mate Pat who we mentioned quite often on, on the way back from that when he was I spoke to him that Saturday evening and he said we're absolutely awful that day. I don't barely had a shot on target. I don't think that day. Um, in retrospect, this draw against Brighton, um, the nil-nil, is quite a good point. But um, still, and Ben, we should have. We could have again another game. We could have won. They were really all. We played. Whether they had an off night or we really played quite well that night. I think it's a bit of both actually. We perhaps raised our game. I think I went. You know, I went to that game. I think the week before the pod before I said, Christ, you know, Brighton and Huddersfield this week. You know, Brighton, if we concede early, this could be messy. But, yeah, we're a bit unlucky again. I, don't, I think not to get all, um, you know, not to get a win there. We certainly, I don't think, again, Brighton that night had a shot on target. I don't think, um, I don't think Bart had a shot to say. So that's game number three of the goal drought. Um, now, yeah. this is where things started to get a bit angsty because I still think, even though Huddersfield are doing well, I still think when Huddersfield come to Ipswich, 
Ipswich fans are yeah. predisposed to think, no, we're we're but, better than Huddersfield. No. We 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 should beat them. Yeah. Yeah, Huddersfield were sort of probably that was in the the. I mean, they drop drop off a bit late. They're in the mid. So probably well, they were top, or they or did they win to go top? Uh, they may have been top. One or other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, they were solid. I remember they really had more in midfield. I think I was raving about it. And funnily enough, um, yeah. Seen. Funnily enough, a couple of weeks later on the main kind of national football podcast, they were, he was starting yeah. to get bigged up. So I think you. Oh, yeah, he? I think you. I think you got oh, cool. him there nicely, but good, good spot. Yeah, no, hell of a player. Um, yeah, Huddersfield were good. They were strong, and again, a bit of a. I remember the goal with crap marking from a corner for once because we've been quite good on that this season. But yeah, disappointing result there. But I think I said afterwards, you can see why at the time they were top, very solid, quite hard running, quite an athletic team, and um, yeah, just did a number on us that day, really. Um, and the depression sets in even further. Um, <laughs> the fifth and final game of the goal drought, but. At Blackburn, uh, Mick goes back to four four two and puts Best and Sears up front. So, yeah. a kind of small turning point there. Maybe, but that was dreadful as well. Apparently, yeah, another dreadful game again. I'm not sure we really had much much of an attacking threat. I oh, know we went with two up front, but I'm not sure we had much that that day either. Um, um, but yeah, good sign. Um, so the pressure's mounting, and we go to the Burton game on the Tuesday and finally it's uncorked and it's a 2-0 win the the clean sheet yeah. Chambers and finally got, a goal for Sears yeah got away with it though I think again we said at the pod when we, we reviewed that game um, yeah got away with it big time they could have been out of sight at half time but um, oh, Rhoda Luck defended I say Rhoda Luck defended well some bad finishing from them and um, yeah, good, good, good header from Chambers and great right at the end. Great goal, that one of my favourite goals this season. Like, you know, the Lawrence turn cross and great finish by Sears. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think a lot of clubs are going to be writing off their games against Newcastle now and just saying, "Oh well, going <laughs> to lose that," but completely yeah. outclassed against Newcastle. Then I, I did. A, I, I looked today. I did a bit of a research today. I didn't quite realise just how dominant Newcastle and Brighton are. They're, but between them, they've opened up a five-point gap for the automatic spot. So Newcastle 37, Brighton 34 points. Um, both have got out-and-out goal scorers. Gale's got 11. Murray, as I said before, has got nine. Their form's incredible. Last 10 games, Newcastle 1-8, drew one, lost one. Brighton 1-8, drew two, lost none. Incredible. Can I, can um, I force some humble pie down your throat, Dave? Go on. What was the main uh, catalyst in Brighton's amazing defensive record? Shuts out. You're not. No. Since they signed, since they signed Shane Duffy, look at look at their defensive record. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I I am. I am right. right. There's no problem about it. I know you are. You are. You are. Okay. Okay. After you deriding him earlier in the season. uh, But there were some quality young goals early in the season. I've got. I've got to add that. Um, Did notice. um, and and all you know, a bit bit further than this, their bloody goal difference is incredible. Their goal difference, I think. If I said, um, I don't know, I think Brighton have got plus 16. Newcastle, I think, are like something like plus 21. And the, the, be- the best of the four clubs in the, um, in the remaining playoff spots are plus two, <laughs> Reading and Leeds. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Absolutely ridiculous. And I, yeah, and I, I, yeah, he looks strong squad. So Newcastle, yeah. And 
you know, I think Brighton, who I did, you know, I know I had a bit of a chuffer and laugh about them last season, not staying the course. I think, yeah, they look really good. I can't, I know it's still early, 16 games gone, but yeah, if they keep that pace up, you know, you're just playing for for third place and, you know, for one other spot. So there. then we get to the Rotherham game, which in my optimistic Ipswich Town fan mode, I'm hoping this is the, this is the turning point game where, um, yeah. although yeah. the result's bad, we have two up front and, you know, the front six looks better. Mm-hmm. And it did. Certainly first half it did. Um, got the early goal and conceded a poor one and then conceded an even poorer one, um, you know, fairly early on in the second half and then they obviously put, you know, put 10 men, you know, 10 men behind the ball um, and were finding it tough to break it down and it took a bit of McGoldrick magic to, um, to, to get the winner. But again... You know, going with Sears and McGoldrick up front, Bishop centre mid that day. I think that was the first game, what it was, that um, Douglas was left out of the squad. Uh, we've been banging on about that for ages. You know, certainly you can see the signs were good, even if the result was poor. Um, and hopefully a sign of good things to come, which takes us to last week. It does. <laughs> I was just going to say, Dave, um, you know, we're always looking for narratives in, in football. And if if things turn out well for Mick, and he you know he has a uh, his reign goes on for years to come, um, you know when people talk about Ferguson, they always talk about the Mark Robbins goal against um, uh, Forest in the FA Cup. If Mick does Good well, point. the turning point will McGoldrick. be that McColdrick goal there, won't it? Do you know what? You might be right because yeah. it did temper it did temper some of the feeling. Definitely did. Um, it definitely did. So and then Sheffield Wednesday last week, brilliant <laughs> win. Oh, fantastic win. And, you know, I think certainly, um, I mean, certainly they played into our hands a bit on being, you know, last 20 minutes, I think we said last week, they went with virtually five up front. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah, we got the break, perhaps a bit fortunate goal, but certainly, you know, Tom Lawrence's goal, certainly goal of the season so far for us, isn't it? What's a goal? So that's 16 games, Exciting. Dave. Um, five mm-hmm. wins, six draws, mm-hmm. five losses. <laughs> It's always like that with Ipswich, isn't it? Kind of even across the yeah, board. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Only three defeats in the last 10. Uh, 21 points okay. on the board yeah. and 15th position. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do, Dave, um, because I've asked you to give grades before and you don't like doing that, we're just going to have good, bad or indifferent, okay? So, <laughs> go on, then. Um, and I'll give you some stats. So, right, um, we're going to go through the team. So, go on. Bart, he's played every game, good, bad or indifferent. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, continued where he left off last season, hasn't he? Um, um, he's played 15 games and has one goal. Good, bad or indifferent? Indifferent. Uh, Not Chambers, 16 games, two goals. Good, bad or indifferent? Indifferent. Berra, 16 games, one assist. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, Webster, 12 games, no goals or assists. Yeah. Yeah, if you ask me... Six, seven games ago, I'd say different, but he's good. He's going to be really good. Uh, Lawrence, yeah. nine games, one goal, two assists. Yeah, just based on the last two or three games, good. Uh, yeah. Ward, our top scorer, 14 games, four goals, one assist. Do you know, I'm not convinced. I'm going to say, despite early season, I'm saying different. Really? I'm not convinced. Oh, that's yeah, I that. I'd have gone for good on that I'm one. Bit, yeah, well... Just, I don't know, just indifferent. What I've seen him at home, indifferent. Apparently he had a better game last week at, at Sheffield Wed, but 
yeah, sometimes he, frust- he frustrates me a bit. But he okay, got, yeah. uh, skews uh, fifteen games, no goals, no assists. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, indifferent. Indifferent, I'll tell you. Go um, on. Douglas, 11 games, no goals, no assists. They're bad. Brew, 9 games, no goals, no assists. Bad. Not kicked on at all. Bishop, no. 5 games, no goals, no assists. I'd say indifferent. He's come back, and again, we perhaps make allowances because he was out last season, but he hasn't really hit hit the spot yet I don't think um, Sears 13 games 2 goals 2 assists indifferent oh, come but, on oh, no wait wait wait, come wait. On. indifferent no I don't know what happened indifferent <laughs> I'd say but you know perhaps give it another 2 or 3 weeks he might have another 2 or 3 goals good you have know? you noticed how he's become my favourite player yeah he's in that bloody Marcus Stewart part <laughs> 2 isn't he uh, Pittman <laughs> 5 uh, five games, one goal. Tough to say. In um, indifferent, it's tough to say with it. Yeah, uh, not best enough. Five games, no goals, no assists. Mm, indifferent. Um, McGoldrick, three games, two goals. Good. Cool. So <laughs> I'm at odds with you on Sears. I'd have had Skews at indifferent, and I'd have, I would have had Ward. I'd have, I would have had good, just on the basis he's a he's a young guy, and I think that's a good signing. Yeah, I know, I know. He just frustrates me a bit. I don't, you know. Sometimes I think those those four goals he scored all in August, virtually, weren't they? I think they were. Perhaps yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. A bit, but yeah, I, when I've seen him play, he's been very in and out, very in and out. But like I said, I think he had a much better game at Chef Wed um, at Chef Wed last. Last week, and do you know what, Ben? I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm really looking forward to these next few weeks. Injuries permitting, you know, let these players, hopefully Bishop. No, don't do you know, that. Don't start looking forward no, 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 to it, I'm Dave. T- you know what's going to happen. No, but but you know what I mean. With with the formation they're playing, and you know, having seen you know Lawrence, you know, certainly given the goal we scored last week, and just going by, you know, what you see, you know, last night when he comes on last night, it's yeah. You know, I think there's a, a potential corner may have been turned, but we all know what Ipswich. Do you know what? That's that's brilliant, cool. Dave. You've just summed up in that last paragraph the great thing about being a football fan is that no matter yeah, what always, happens, you always yeah. expect the next chapter to be better, don't you? Well, you've got to, haven't you, really? Yeah, you've brilliant. got to. Um, yeah, no, it was... Um, yeah, it's just been a frustrating start. Well, can you give me you one... Know, however, Dave, I, sorry to cut you off. Can you give me one good, bad or indifferent? Mick McCarthy. Uh, indifferent. Indifferent stroke bad, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the fence. Sit on the if fence. If there was one well, between indifferent. indifferent and bad, you would have gone for that, right? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. But like I said, the signs of improvement on the way, I'm sure. These next two home games would be um, would be a pretty good barometer, I um, think. Of Dave, where, well, obviously, where in we are. the first 16 games, Ipswich um, played the entire current top six. Um, losing four and drawing two. Um, the oh, the go. only team yeah. Ipswich have lost to outside the top six are Brentford. Huh, okay. Interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know quite what right. to read into that, whether it's relevant at all. Let me give you some tweets and you just give then Dave, you give me your final summing up here. Yeah? Um, so yeah. Adam Williams, uh, injuries to creative players and a lack of potency up top so far, but margins so mm. thin between sides it could all change. Uh, Samuel, totally, totally agree. Samuel Monk, been a season of transition so far. Mick has made a number of mistakes, i.e., Douglas need to stick with the same lineup now. Uh, 
MW1, 16 games, MM lacked ambition, teams subsequently lacked progress and fans lost enthusiasm, but there's always tomorrow. Well, absolutely. absolutely. Do you want to give us your summing update, 16 games and going forward? Ben, ben is really tight. If you look, there's six points as usual, this because, because again, it's a season, isn't it? Because Newcastle and Brighton are, like I said before, not quite robbing it. But, are they stealing uh, all the points on. off everyone? Well, well, not sharing them out. Um, it's six points separating 12 teams between Leeds in sixth and QPR in 17th. Holy crap. <laughs> but, you know, so, yeah, like, uh, it could easily be, you know, I know you can't say can't say this. A couple of weeks ago, you beat Rotherham, two more points. You're like, you can say what you like, Dave. It. You said Freddie Sears oh, was no, indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> You're like three points off the playoff. Very tight. Ben. If we win these, which quite conceivably we're capable of doing, and hopefully we will, these next two home games, Forest, QPR, things are a lot rosier, mate, I think. Optimism abound. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, yeah. Are you optimistic about the CV game, Dave? Uh, oh, do you know, oh, no, I'm Skyping this week. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Go on, then. You're going to get this in two. If you don't, oh, whenever you if you don't see, get it in three, you say, you're fired. Oh. Oh, bugger off. You always say this. I always... It's it up. Go on. Right. So, everybody, you know the rules of the CV game. I'm expecting some uh, holes in one this week. Um, so, I'm going to read out in order the clubs. Do you want to know how many? Go on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Not too bad. Uh, <laughs> it... Go on. How much do you hate, hate me, Dave? No, no. I don't... It's, it's much easier. I don't know why. It's much easier when we do it in the background. Right. Here we go. go. Club number one, Everton. Club number two, Oldham. 
Club number three, Ipswich Town. Yeah, I've got it. Club number four, Leicester. Club number five, Bolton. Club number six, Blackpool. I'll run through all of those. I want I want some holes in ones and twos this week, guys. So yeah, well, I've got two. Everton, Oldham, ITFC, Leicester, Bolton, Blackpool. Dave, one of our favourites. Hey, see you, Marshall. <laughs> Hang on, you. Funniest mate. Mate, mate, I saw him at one of these um, meet the player things, these legends things at the Dove last year. He's one of the funniest guys. Brilliant, he but is. Absolutely he's not brilliant. shy of dropping a C bomb or an F bomb. <laughs> he's not shy of that at all. He was brilliant value, mate. And um, and as we've eulogised over before, score of one of our favourite ever ITFC goals. Oh yes, we'll, we'll do top ten goals one time, and that one will that one yeah. will be in there. Oh, that'll figure. Um, that'll figure. Tweet us in. Um, if you did good on the CV game at Blue Monday ITFC. Also, tweet us in with your, if you disagree with any of mine and Dave's good, bad, indifference, especially if you're miles away. <laughs> if there's someone we thought was bad, you thought was good, and someone we thought was good, you thought was indifferent, tweet us in and we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, get, some, we'll get some bants going on that. Ben, you're, you're just, you're just, you just want to sway fate with Freddie Sears, don't you? I know you. Uh, it, it, it's, just, it, it's just a serious moment. <laughs> I just see this really good player who could be really, really good just yeah, waiting to be unleashed. Yeah, I just see it. Uh, let's see. I, I can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. I can see it. You know. Do you see, do you see slide rule? Can't say <laughs> slide rule through balls from David McGoldrick as Sears rounds the keeper and nonchalantly passes it. In I the see it. I see. Yeah, I see but... Steve McManaman and Michael <laughs> Owen. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's renegade stat man time. Um, uh, you're going to like this one. I'm really high on this one. Um, on. Statman says, Evening, it only seems a few weeks ago that we last talked about internationals. So I checked the fixture list, and guess what? It was only a few weeks ago. This <laughs> week, <laughs> I'm inspired by an Ipswich Town round appearing on Mastermind on Monday. Oh, yes, by the way, thank you to Phil for coming on last week. That was great. Um, yeah, brilliant. Well done to Phil Bohr for sitting in the infamous black seat. But come on, Phil, acting baby, it was Laurie Civil. Now, that's a definite U2 one, isn't it, acting baby? I actually know that. I actually know that one stat. Maybe yeah. tries to put them in. Uh, but before the quiz, here's the international stat. Tom Lawrence became the 69th, 69 dudes, player to play an international match whilst be with Ipswich. And um, there's a private joke there. I text Statman and called him dude, and he found it very funny. I, I like to behave like the big Lebowski from time to time. Right, listen to this, Dave. Yeah. Ipswich players have made appearances for 21 countries. Wow. Can David name the total number of caps, one for each country, and who has the highest caps for that country? For example, 156 caps were won in total for England. Um, I won't, Dave, I won't give you the um, make you sorry, name. Sorry, the, hang on. Sorry. No, no, hang on, hang on. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. Um, I won't get you Go to on. name the total caps one, what? but I'll get you to name. I think you're going to get a lot of these. The top, the top player who won those caps, yeah. The top Ipswich player that won those caps for a certain country. Yeah. So I'll, what I'll Go do? On, so England, 156 you. cap highest player. Hey, what? Stop! 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 Some what? The players won 100, 156 caps. That's the total Ipswich caps for England. Yes, that is, is correct. Mean? Uh, Terry Butcher. Yeah, Terry Butcher, 45. Northern Ireland, 112. Uh, 47, no, no. good. Canada, 107. Uh, 
Divorce. Yeah, oh, Craig Forrest, 41. Oh, Ooh, okay. uh, that must have been close. Republic of Ireland, 103. Wow. Republic of Ireland. Oh, Matt Holland. Yep, 33. Scotland, 55. Wow. Oh, um, Barry. Dave, who's Ipswich Town's greatest or second greatest ever player? Oh, so, oh, hang on. So this is... Oh God, this is this is actually caps. Well, well, of course, yeah. Okay, Walk, yeah. I just think Berra's on my mind because he he's played thirty four games, but obviously some of those were for Walk. Uh, New Zealand, yeah. thirty six. Tommy Smith, twenty eight. Good. Hungary, twenty two. Thomas Priston, nineteen. Good. Slovenia, nineteen. Slovenia. Massive waste of money. Amir, Amir Karaj, Netherlands, seventeen. Nice, Franz Tyson. You had a 50-50 chance. Ah. Iceland, need I say any more? Wales, you won't get this one. 15. Di (laughs) Reese. Lewis Price. (laughs) Uh, He receives his first name naturally. Go on. uh, Trinidad and Tobago. You love this player. Wow. Think of Derby away. Oh, Carlos, yeah. Uh, Denmark, 12. Klaus Thompson. Very good. Macedonia, 11. Uh, Macedonia. Uh, Vlado Bozanovsky. <laughs> Velice Sumilikovsky. Sumilikovsky. Oh, man, of course. Bermuda, yeah. 9. Bermuda. I don't even know who this guy is. Bermuda. Lambe. Um, L-A-M-B-E. Oh, that's Reggie Lamb. Who's he? He, he, he played for us as like, um, he, I think he's playing for Cambridge or someone now. He never made it. I don't think he made a first team appearance. I didn't even know who he is. Finland. Um, he's got muscle in his spit. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, of course. No, yeah. Nigeria. Come on. <laughs> Give him a mensch. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Bulgaria? Yeah. Uh, Boncha. Uh, Mauritius. What? Mauritius. Mauritius? Should I know this one? Yes. <laughs> You've probably uh, seen him play oh, nine God. times this season. Oh, I had a man. Kevin um, Brew. Oh, Christ. Yeah, Jamaica. Gosh, yeah. Oh, Jamaica, Jamaica. Um, only one more after this, don't worry. No, one of your faves. Jamal, one of your faves, David Johnson. Um, David Johnson, yeah, he played. Uh, yeah. And Australia. How many, how, many, how many times did Johnson play for Jamaica? Four. Okay. Uh, um, Tommy Orr last Australia, year. For Australia, Tommy Orr, yeah. Tommy Orr, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty good. So, yeah, send us some tweets in if you got them before Dave. That's kind of a good, good fun little quizzy, that, wasn't it? Sure, you would have done certainly. Kevin Brew had a complete blank there. Mauritius, of course, he does. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. let's get that. Enjoyed that. Thank you, Statman. You can follow the Statman yeah. on Twitter um, at ChompX3. He's a great follow. He does lots of stats and lots of gifts as well, which I find quite fun. Um, <laughs> is he a is he a dude? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> By the way, I don't know what it's come to mind. Why haven't you? Um, why haven't your drummer this week? It wasn't a five-a-side injury, yeah, was it? Yeah, he broke his foot playing five-a-side. Had to cancel the 
Did he seriously? Yeah, he did, yeah. And was it and wasn't one of your late challenges, was it? Oh, I wasn't playing with him, no. Oh, okay. No, God, I I would have I would have had him off the pitch. Actually, I'd have been like, <laughs> "You're gonna get injured. You can't do." This. I had a mate. Um, actually, guy knows him. Um, our mate Nevi, <clears throat> who didn't play football for a month before his wedding, in case the ball hit him in the face and he got like a bruise in his face. <laughs> oh, you're he went on, super no. paranoid. Super, super paranoid. My yeah. God. Um. <laughs> Dave, let's do the preview for the Forest game. I am going to give you some info and then you're going to give me your feel on Forest. Um, Forest are 20th in the table, 16 points from 16 yeah. games. Even I can work out that points per game. But one, mm. one win in 11, um, 25 goals for, 30 against, <laughs> two, four, three wins and two, two all draws. But they did start the season with Burke, who was then quickly sold to yeah. Leipzig. Um, Velios yeah. has five goals. Um, Asombalonga has four. And let's just be honest, this guy is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's fit, fit again. He missed most of, I think, was it last season or certainly season Another quiz question for you, Dave. How many goals did Brit Asombalonga score for Peterborough in the 2013 14 season? Oh, it's quite a ridiculous amount when it's like 31, wasn't it? 38. 38? <laughs> scored, t- wow. scored 10 in the FA Cup. He thinks right, he's Ian Rush. Yeah. Um, he thinks he is. Henry Lansbury and Ben Osborne are top of the assists with three. What's your take on Forrest, Dave? Whoa. There's, a, whoa, there's a man. I missed that this week. There's a manager. That Montaigne, yeah, he's got to be under pressure. I mean, the club is about well, about to be sold, isn't it? I think um, that's going through. And that's, oh, he's guaranteed um, to be fired then, isn't he? They bring, always bring yeah, in looks, their own guy, yeah. don't they? Looks like it's um, looks like it's going through possibly before Christmas, so that is fairly imminent. Um, I don't know, Forrest. I mean, Christ, twenty-five scored, thirty conceded. I mean, that's like, ten more goals now, they, the Nipswich have scored. Right, well, no, absolutely, but yeah, the um, in the debit the, the debit column's not so great, is it? Um, and the other the other player who won't be playing is that Hilberto Pereira. I think last week I said he's sent off for the third third against QPR last time out. Third time in seven games. Ridiculous. <laughs> so he won't be playing. And Bentner's out. They signed Bentner on a two year contract. He's out with a bad with a bad ankle injury. Um, I just I don't know. Forrest. I think in summary of Forest. I think you've got a chance against any team that has Matt Mills at the back. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With you. The most overrated defender I think in the history oh, of football. And and he's 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 gone for millions before. Yeah, thanks to Sven at Leicester, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Look, Lansbury's really good, and Asombalonga is really he's good. good yeah. I, yeah, I don't think there's a lot. I don't think there's a lot else. I quite like that left back. Always like that Chris Cohen, but I think he's had injury problems. He's he's missed a lot of lot of games through injury. So. Yeah, um, I've gone for a... I don't think it'll be loads of goals. A 2-1 win. I'm, I'm going to go think. for a 7-6 win on that one. <laughs> <laughs> or a 6-4 crew, Alexandra. Goals we, best, we're going to win that one, are we? I think we'll win that one, yeah. I think we, we'll have enough injuries. Fingers crossed, everybody comes back from international... Um, well, more importantly, McGoldrick and Lawrence, for sure, and Williams, obviously, comes back fit. And, um, you yeah, we can carry on with... Only the one change with um, obviously Webster out. So you think Emmanuel in. Chambers centre half, Emmanuel in. For, well, it just seems natural, isn't it? I mean, providing everybody's fit, who else is going to play? I suppose Digby could, but I don't see that. You know, Emmanuel Bishop's going to start. But clearly, I like to think so. Like I said earlier on, he hasn't quite hit hit the 
hit the sort of form he was certainly in a couple of seasons ago but I think you put that down a lot he's still getting up to speed really but uh, yeah hopefully Bishop start hopefully pretty much the same you know same sort of formation with McGoldrick and Sears up front yeah look forward to that look forward to that game and And you'll go yeah I'm going to make an appearance on that one Um, cool uh, you're not allowed to answer this question with the answer zero percentage chance of my dream centre midfield of Johnny Williams and Ted Bishop Oh, there's no chance of that, no. No, 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 no. no. Um, it's likely to be the scugglers again before those two. Yeah, I, I agree with experience. you on that. Right, Dave, <laughs> we've been doing your top ten. Um, yeah. Do you want to take over? Yeah, well, yeah, I had a, um, I think you had, you had a, um, something come through on your Facebook from my old mate, um, good footballer, mate, back in the day, he's played football with uh, old mate Mark Whitehead, who now lives up in, um, in Sheffield, actually. And I think he said um, he's been away on holiday in South Africa or something. So, ironically, missed the Sheffield Wednesday game. And he's been to three away games this season, which were Newcastle, Leeds and Blackburn, and haven't seen a score of goal yet. <laughs> so, um, my advice to you, Mark, is stay away, Keep mate. Keep away, Stay away, Mark. No. Keep away. Um, but he asked me to um, recap on my top ten games. So, here goes for 10 to um, 10 to 2 anyway. So, first of all, it was... Do you want me, do you want me to do Oh, no. Da, on, da, 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 no, no. no, I'm going to shut up. You carry I'm being a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ipswich 3, Barcelona nil. UEFA Cup 77-78 season. Number nine, Ipswich 3, Leeds 2. Cup quarter final, third replay, 74-75. Um, asterisk, I didn't attend that one, but hey, I attended the first game. Um, <laughs> comedy, Ipswich 6, Crew 4, 2003-4. Number seven, Ipswich 5, Bolton 3, playoff semi, 99-2000. Number six, six, Ipswich one, Inter Milan nil, UEFA Cup 2001-2002. In at five, Ipswich four, Barnsley two, playoff final, 99-2000. I think I've got these, I might have these the wrong way round, but anyway, either four or five or five or four. Um, Number four, UEFA Cup final, Ipswich home leg, Ipswich three, Alkmaar nil, 80-81. is a running theme through these um, next few. And number three, Forest v Town Cup quarter final, First sixth round first game at the City Ground, three all draw, nineteen eighty eighty one. Um, number two, I mean, I don't really want to do too much. Anyone that um, anyone that was listening last season, perhaps most um, most of it, will know that I did a piece. I think it might have been over two weeks or maybe even three weeks, Ben, um, of the Town Cup run in seventy seven seventy eight. So I mean, I'll do these two both together. My favourite ever two games, really, not no surprise there as a impressionable 15-year-old just about to leave school was um, the Cup semi-final April 78 against West Brom at Highbury and um, yes, yeah, the, my number one is the, uh, the FA Cup final 77-78. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, um, too much. I mean, uh, uh, just go over it too much. The, um, the semi-final in some ways is, is almost, for me, surpasses, I think I said this last year, Almost surpasses a final. Close to having that as number one. Yeah, I was actually, but it just couldn't, could you? I'm pretty sure it would be combined or something. But the um, the the semi-final, just emotional-wise, you know, we've been through all that heartbreak three years before, you know, with the disallowed goals at Stamford Bridge in the in the semi-final replay against West Ham by Clive Thomas, who incidentally was ref for this semi-final as well. We've been all through that, and you think, Christ, it's just never going to happen. And you know, Robson, the great 
this was the end of the first great Robson side, really. Um, I think I said that big well. Yeah, perhaps it's, yeah. Perhaps halfway, yeah, perhaps the end. Well, when Mariner came in, Mariner had come a couple of seasons before. Um, you know, we hadn't been so close in the league before, you know, you know, close in that 75 Cup semi-final. So the sheer emotion of winning that game to get through to Wembley was just just incredible. And I think I said last year it was great. I went with my dad and some of his friends. And, uh, yeah, I can see, even see my dad, poor old dad, bless him, sort of welling up at the end. It was just unbelievable, mate, unbelievable. And, and just the whole the whole basis, we went 2-0 up quite early on, I think, Mil, um, Lam, um Sorry, Tolbert scored that famous goal where he clashed heads with John Wyle and all the blood and gore and had to go off, you know, with a, with a bad cut. Um, Lambert came on. Then Mills scored from a Lambert corner. And then typical Ipswich, nothing much in the game. We're sort of seeing the game out. And then 10 minutes to go, they throw up, throw a high ball in the box. And for some inexplicable reason, Hunter punches it away. <laughs> so penalty, so 2-1. And you think, oh, Got to do it the hard again. way, Dave. Got to do it the hard way. And the sheer emotion, mate, but I think it was like three minutes to go when just in front of me at the clock end, the pack clock end, when Woods takes a corner and Johnny walks or like roars in and plants a header in the corner. So that's probably my best ever feeling, even to this day. Cup, cup finals, even including the cup final, is up there as the best ever feeling as an Ipswich fan. When that goal went, went in and you realise you're going to Wembley, more, more amusing, Dave. Brilliant. I believe, I might be wrong, I believe my mother was at that game. There you go, mate. And as she, as she attended many since. No. <laughs> it's probably the last game she was at. Fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's just and then, and then the whole thing building up to the cup final after that game, you know, the queuing up for tickets, the queuing up overnight. You know, I think I said last year, um, you had to get these. You attended so many home games, certain home games throughout the season. You got these vouchers. So when you, you know, I didn't have a season ticket, when you pay your money at the gate, you get these, you get these cup vouchers. So you hang on to these for grim death in the, you know, in the, in the, uh, yeah, in the instance that town get to a semi final or a quarter final or a big quarter final or semi final, you know, God forbid, as it turned out, the final. So I had, had sufficient numbers of those to, uh, to get a ticket. Um, and again, in the league, with a really, really average league season, probably the worst, worst league season we had in all the, all what it was, all, all the seasons that Robson was there, right? In the 11, 12, 13 seasons, Robson was there. This is the worst season we, we had and um, really only escaped, got the result, I think, against, I think, I think I remember it was against Bristol City, literally two, two weeks before the cup final, that we were finally safe from actual, you know, mathematical chance of relegation. So that's how bad that season was. But we sort of hung on in the cup and I think early on, we got on this cup run and um, clearly our league season wasn't going anywhere. So it was a greater importance uh, round by round, you know, the build up and everything else about the, you know, about the cup. And obviously we got to Wembley, you know, all excitement of that. Um, just remember getting to Wembley and just complete domination, you know, getting there. I remember, I remember it being a heavy pitch, completely dominated the game. And you've seen it, you've seen the reports and DVDs and stuff like that, you know, hitting the Mariner, hitting the bar first half walk it in the post twice in the second half and you think, Christ, this is going to happen. Jennings made one of the best saves I've ever seen from, I think, a George Burley header. And then, you know, local boy, um, just a capital, Roger Osborne scores a winning goal with like 12 minutes, 13, 12 minutes to go. And, um, and you know, Ipswich winning the cup, it just seems surreal now, doesn't it? You know, you, you speak to, I was speaking to Kieran, my youngest lad, the other day, and I, I, I'm just asking, just, just trying to think about how long, you know, how long, you know, have you been going in sort of regularly? He's been going since 2006, probably when he was about seven or eight. 
and you think, geez, you've seen nothing, have you? You know, <laughs> when I think, you know, growing up from from the age of like, I don't know, his age that was then nine to like eighteen that he is now, uh, you know, you see him winning, you know, see all these European games, you see him win the cup, you see him win the UEFA cup, just. It's quite surreal, really, when you when you think about it. So deserved, you know, a very much deserved. When I remember the celebrations, um, the celebrations on the Cornhill afterwards, similar to the you know, to the UEFA Cup as well. Just absolutely, you know, absolutely fantastic. So yeah, they would certainly be my um, be my top two games. But what I have done is some honourable oh, mentions yeah, yeah, yeah. games okay, and, and some some more up some more updated um, five nil against Norwich. One's one. Yeah, five. I mean, yeah, five. Obviously, five nil against Norwich twice. I've seen that happen twice. I saw it happening. I think seventy-seven, and I saw it happening. Obviously, the Alex Matthew game twenty years later. I think or ninety-eight. That five nil game. I got again for sheer emotion. You might have been at this game. Town three, Sheffield United two, two thousand three. The Dale Roberts game. We're two nil down. Pablo got sent over, and Ambrose and Ben just won the game virtually on their own. Do you remember it's that? Brilliant, Great emotion, brilliant yeah. game. That yeah, love that one. Brilliant. A year later, again, one of my favourite games, perhaps halfway through the season, the 2-1 game at home to Wigan. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. The Baines Thunder Bastard and like Nader and the late Ben. To Long go top of the league at Christmas, Dave, yeah? Fantastic. I've got, again, very recently, um, it's not been many in recent years, the 2-1 home game against Derby in 2013-14. We were 1-0 down. I think Derby were near the top then. Weren't really, I don't think we were getting, maybe perhaps a late-ish run for the player. Williams Thunder Bastard and then a late Berra header. That was a great game. 3 2 game 2019, Coventry when Coventry equalised. This was under Keane. Coventry equalised in the 96th minute and Pablo scored the, the dink over the keeper about a minute in the 97th minute to win. That was brilliant. Um, and he, and he got to say, League Cup semi final again, you know, over Arsenal, 1 0, beat Arsenal at home, 1 0. So there has been, you know, in reasonably recent times, there's been some games. I mean, of course, going back in games I've covered before, the 6-0 game, 1980 against Man U, and obviously that collection of goals in that 7-0 game against West Brom. Oh, God, I thought you were going to mention that one, yeah. Yeah, Mariner's home debut, just just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, they were my um, they were my top 10 games. Enjoyed, enjoyed doing that, and I'm sure there's others that will, there's others that will, that will you know, spring to mind, but... Um, yeah, there hasn't been so many of those, unfortunately, in recent years, but hopefully some to come. And right? as Dave says, we know we've got younger listeners, you know, in teens and early 20s mainly. I've been yeah. really interested to see what your what your top games are. I know probably Dave just, yeah. just mentioned a few there, but yeah. you, you have to appreciate, like you say, Dave, that, you know, it's what you're used to. It's, you know, if you're if you're used uh, to... Ipswich being in the championship for 15 years, then, you know, your your best game's going to be very different to someone who was watching when Robson was there. I know, it's true. I was, I was listening to, it's quite funny, I was listening to um, Mark, I think it was last week, Mark Murphy on the Life's of Pitch, and he had the old track, The Boy, on, who I think is now 17, and the new one on, who's now 12, or something like that, and well, yeah, what have they seen? And, the, you know, and at fair play, the, you know, the younger one said, oh, you know, well, there was the Arsenal games in the you know, in the in the League Cup, which oh yeah, I kind of almost forgot about those, but well, I did in the attendance things the other week. You know, you almost forget them. Um, where and I was just so so fortunate. You know, growing up, me and my mates. You know, in that in that age between so what I was ten in nineteen seventy two, seventy three, <laughs> to when I was like twenty in like you know um, nineteen eighty eight. I'm oh, sorry, nineteen eighty two. I mean, that's just 
just crazy success, isn't it? Crazy, really. It's weird, though, Dave, because I think somebody my age, and I don't want to go on about the fact that I was wise as an 18-year-old, but I remember mm. when uh, Ipswich were doing really well in the Premier League the season they finished fifth after all the playoff stuff. Yeah. I remember saying, yeah. look... This is brilliant. I've seen my team win at Liverpool, Leeds, and I've been to watch them yeah. away against Inter. Yeah. And I remember saying, yeah. if I quit being a football fan now, I'm done. There is a bit of a sense that yeah, us Burley-era guys very... appreciated it more because, That's a very do good you know point. what I mean? Because yeah. we just weren't used I mean, we to it. Different... I mean, and I've had these you know, conversations with my mates I went to school with and stuff like that after, you know, in the pub and stuff like that. And we also, we just took it for granted because every year we'd just be up there. We'd be in Europe pretty much every year. You know, you'd be competing on all, on all fronts. And it's just, just crazy for a little, you know, a little, you know, mum, you know, little town. Just amazing, really. I mean, it all started, I guess, going back. But, you know, the, the legacy starts with, you know, Ramsey. I mean, that was perhaps an even greater achievement, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, it was just, I say you take it for granted. And, and that's why I think, you know, perhaps little, little, let's say little victories, but, yeah, you know, you win, say you beat Norwich, say, say you do, you know, perhaps we go to Norwich, we beat Norwich away and stuff. It means so, so much more now than it did back then because it used to happen all the time, you know? Spoiled, hey. But, yes, yeah. do, do get us in on the Twitter, at Blue Monday ITFC, particularly if you're, you know, in your teens or your early 20s. Be really fascinated to, that, to have you. That'd be view. really interesting. Yeah. That'd be really interesting, that. Cool. Yeah. Well, Dave, we've done 73 minutes on International cool. Weekend. That's... <laughs> That's good. We'll have some games to talk about. Well, a game to talk about next week after the the oh, Forest game. Um, so yeah, get yeah. in contact with us on the on the Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, uh, no, we don't have to do Fangio this week because it's International Week. So more of that next week. Um, what are my other plugs, Dave? Acast. Download the Acast app. There are um, download the Acast supplier this year facebook.com slash blue monday itfc going to be putting some old cv games and stuff up there um on on the youtube channel as well so check that out dave's on twitter at david diamond three i'm on twitter at benjamin bloom is that it dave have i done it yeah i think you have mate can i just say one more thing you know i, I, I got this book out i found this book in the loft a couple of weeks ago this ipswich town on this day this is a classic i've got to say this i think today's the third take us home Dave. Tuesday, just quickly tuesday the 13th of november 1979 bobby robson's testimonial against an england 11 short so oh god george best turned out in an ipswich shirt before get this a testimonial Twenty-three thousand two hundred eighty-four Portman Road fans in a two-two draw. There you go. There we go. And on that note, <laughs> Dave, we will see you next week. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.